to a quarter to, so we'll get back to ten to first next week, Mr. Shem. Uh, I'd like to start off with uh, one comment and one kash we left off on from Yaakov. Um, first of all, uh, he added in another point. We're discussing the very weak links in Malchus Beis David where it was almost all over. And the last minute it rejuvenated, I uh, jumped later in history to uh, one of the uh, famous uh, stories from, uh, told over by Marcus Lehman. And uh, Yaakov uh, mentioned afterwards, I think in an email, that the, uh, the other famous weak link, correctly so, was Yechonia. That's in, uh, we don't need post, uh, post-Tanakh for that. Uh, he was a Zervua, he would die, and everything is all over, and he was the last one, and he became uh, one of the most famous Balichuva. And the way that uh, he had a child was miraculous, and uh, the fact that he was still around, and the fact that he became Balichuva. So, uh, Malchus Beis David, we said Kishlevon last night, a lot of references to Malchus Beis David, and the reason is because Lavano also waxes and wanes and come out, disappears and then comes back. Uh, that is a, uh, a marshal to uh, Klai Yisrael, represented by uh, Malchus Beis David. So it's certainly a, a timely theme. Uh, your kasha from last week, your suggestion. Uh, got a few comments on it afterwards uh, via email from some of the listeners about Kayan. Uh, I guess we're both on the same side Anybody in Tanakh, that second generation from Rias Elam, has to certainly have a tremendous amount of potential. And um, you suggested last week did a fair amount of good. Uh, I was playing the, I hate to use the word devil's advocate, we've got to think of a uh, better, uh, <laughs> bring the devil into our uh, Hela Gashiram is never good. Uh, but um, you... Uh, uh, that's right, there we go, and he's on our side also. He's trying to give us more schar. The Sutton was... Uh, so um, you, uh, you asked, well, didn't Cain invent Carbonus and Hevel saw him and he copied him, so doesn't Cain get scar for that? So first of all, we mentioned yesterday, you weren't here, that even though Hevel had a uh, direct uh, re-entry into Elam Hazev, the Gilgal of Sheis, and had a Kiyam, was Nayach HaMesh Rabbeinu, and was here for history, and Cain was wiped out, uh, Nayak's wife was from Kayan, even though it's not the uh, male line, but uh, the Umasoilim usually go after uh, the Zachar. But it's something, and perhaps that something came from, uh, came from this. And I'll bring you a raya before I show you the other side of the coin. Uh, one fellow uh, emailed in that um, the Diak, which I think you were harping on last week, the Gam, that he also followed. So it's interesting. Rav Chaim Shmulevitz in Maimar Beis, Sichas Musser, uh, has a famous schmooze. I never, you know me, I never quote Rav Chaim Shmulevitz without saying it's famous, because each one is a uh, classic. Uh, he talks about the irvuvia, the mixture of light and darkness in humans, and how they can uh, do such incredible things at the same time, have such a lurking Yetzirah, and sometimes either detract from the mitzvah or mess things up completely. In the case of Kayan, almost mess it up completely. And he uses Kayan as an example and he brings the Pasuk, Hevel Hevi Gamhu, Yibacharis Sinai, and he quotes the Ramban, Ancho Meshir, Hevinu Anashem Elu Said Godol Merkabonus Vahamanachus. They understood the Said and the Mailas of Karbonus. That is not a Raya yet that Kayan invented it. Uh, that's um, used as a springboard here. Chaim Shalevitz learns that Kayan sort of invented it, and he was in such a madrega, the carbonus, 
I'll get to that in a minute. Also, I'll read you his Lushen. Kayan Ahmad Matsmai himself, means he invented it. I'll say it Harkovas Kapodas. Shu Indian Amuk Veneska, very deep and lofty. No, not yet. We'll get to it. This is outside. Uh, uh, lofty Indian, deep, he had no teacher, and no one showed him the way, which is what you were assuming last week. Hevel saw Kayan do it and copied him, which is good. And he makes his dig, Hevel, Hevi, Gam, Hu. Gam Larabas that he also decided it was a good idea. In the way he thought of it first. It's a high Madrega. And then he goes on to talk about so how did Kayan, who thought of the brilliant idea, bring such a lousy carbon and was so stingy. So that's what he's talking about the dichotomy within man that you can be uplifted and inspired to do something great. And then a minute later, Yitzhahara says, well, you've got to give some good sheep. That's a lot of money. Why don't you give some of the lousy stuff? And Chaim Shalab points out, they didn't even have refrigeration. They couldn't even store the stuff. He had more Yorokas. There were only a few people in the world. A lot of Yorokas growing. A lot of great... What's he going to do with it? It's like, there's nothing... Like, that's beyond cheap. Like, there's nothing that's going to rot anyway. And yet, so here we have Chaim Shalevitzholz, the inventor of the deep concept of the carbon, the first person to apply it. And immediately after he's inspired with the idea, the Eitzhar says, yeah, bring something uh, no one's going to use anyway. Which is the antithesis of a concept of a carbon. Your carbon is supposed to show you're giving something of yourself to a Kodesh Baruch So Chaim is clearly learning like you. The reason I was surprised is because what? You're learning like him, yes, Avada. Um, just an expression. Uh, the reason why I was um, surprised is because I think it's a chiddush uh, to say that he was greater than Hevel because of this kasha, which from Chaim is bavarning. If he was so great and he was so inspired, why did he bring such a lousy carbon? <laughs> Who understands the concept of giving to Gaj Baruch Hu and gives him something of little value? So Chaim says he understands that's exactly the, uh, the problem and the stereo within man. Okay, that's one mahalach. So you're well represented. Uh, the other side of the coin, though, is, this is my surprise, uh, there are a number of chazals that indicate that Chaim did not invent this, and they were taught by their father, other Mauritian. And I'll, I'll read one by one, we'll get to in a minute. Uh, the Medjush Haggadah, and there's a picket of Blessed that says this as well, the Himikates Yamim, the introduction over here, the Medjish says, Man Pesach Haya. This was on Pesach. Amar Adam Labanov, Asidim Yisrael Kulam Lahavi Pischayim. In the future, Klai Yisrael will bring a Pesach. The Yularatzan, the carbon will be Yularatzan, the Yisrael is a special time. Af Atem Eviu Karban Echem Lefana the Yirtzalachem. Beferish. That uh, interesting that Chaim is not going with this Medrash, doesn't, doesn't mention it. Medrash says Beferish that Chaim did not invent this. Other Mishan told him Beferish, I know Baruch HaKadosh is an Eitz and therefore it's a good idea for you children to bring a carbon. Maybe just carbon Pesach, not any carbon. Well, then he really messed it up because not only didn't he bring an animal, <laughs> not only did he bring something cheap, that, that strengthens the Kasha. Other Mishan told him Beferish what it's all about. If he did, the Medrash doesn't spell that out, but if you're right, 
that makes matters worse. That he told him a fairish animal, have a listen, and Cain ignored it. Yes? If I'm not mistaken, uh, here we have the Maharal that suggests that uh, Hashem had to convince Adam or Jotham to come to Ghanai. Rashi brings it down. Yeah, it's, it's from here. I don't know when. No, 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 you don't, you, don't, you don't need, you don't have to go so far. The Gemara quotes that all the Mishan brought a carbon, even tells you what the carbon looked like. They said it had one carrion in the front of its head. That's a Gemara. Gemara says so beferish. Um, so, uh, so we know Adam. Now, we don't know when Adam brought it. So here he quotes, um, see if he brings it down where it is. That might happen in the next sheet, and he doesn't quote where it is. But it is, it's not from the Mara, it's not from Rishani Mahfarim. It's a Ferish of Gemara. And he says that Adamishan brought it. It doesn't, doesn't tell me it's Araya. We know when he brought it. But this Medjus says Beferish. The Pekad Ablaz is in Perich Also says, I saw the Pekad Ablaz first. Pekad Ablaz says that Adamishan was Metzave, his children, as, well, maybe Tzivoy is too strong a word, Eitzatoiva, that this is a very good idea and a very propitious time. If you learn it was Pesach, yeah, Chaim doesn't have to quote every measure. It's, it's interesting that he just tries to bring the Musar aspect, which is still true, by the way, that Chaim was told, he understood it was Choshev, uh, and then he messed everything up. Was Korban Pesach? Uh, he didn't say Pesach, Korban Pesach. It says, Klai will bring a Pesach, and it's a propitious time, and therefore you should do it now, because as we know, timelines are not timelines, they're time circles and everything, and in history was uh, from Shakespeare Bracious, the Briskerov points out that we don't bring Korban Pesach, we eat matzah because we left Mitzrayim, it's the other way around, and he dashes that from the Pesach, because the imprint in, in creation was Torah and Mitzvahs, and then history was rigged to fit into Torah and Mitzvahs, not the other way around, which is contrary to what everybody thinks, uh, but the Briskerov has many rayas to that. So it's not surprising the other mission now is saying, Baruch HaKadosh, this is a propitious time. Every other Korban is a Korban though. Uh, no, we have all we have the voluntary ones. Shaila, whether a teda is voluntary or not, thanks to Shainim. not necessarily teda. Ayla, Ayla could be a shlaman. It wasn't necessarily. It wasn't necessarily a teda. Goyim, Goyim can only bring Ayla's. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Goyim can only bring other shayas. What status they had then? That would that would be totally that would be totally. But it doesn't it doesn't say a word about bringing a pesach here. It just says it's a siman pesach. It doesn't say about that. That's what he was asking. It doesn't say it doesn't say pesach beferish. Anyway, you see from here that Cain didn't invent it. That's my that's my point. And the um, the Sephorno over here, if you look in the pesach, also. I'm just telling you why I was so surprised at the notion, but it, it does seem to have at least makar. In, in uh, the Sichas Musr, Sephorna says, not only was the carbon rejected, he's medayik from the Pasuk, it says, Al-Hevel, Menchasoi, Hashem accepted, and Al-Loshal, Kayan, and Menchasoi. The Sephorna is a medayik, Shia Hevel, Hamakir, Vratzoi, Hevel himself was a person who was Vratzoi, he was an East Sadik, Umenchasoi, Gamkem, Ratzoi, and his carbon, probably therefore, was also Ratzoi, and he was smart enough to bring something, he was smart enough to understand what a carbon is really all about. And Kayin, he continues and he explains, there were two problems. She had built the mensch was not Ratsui. He was not almost like Kasher for Avaida. And his mincha was lousy. So 
that was what I was assuming, that there wasn't only a problem in the Mincha. The Mincha showed there was a problem with the Mench. Well, that doesn't deny the fact that maybe he did it first. Maybe, but it sounds like the Sephardim saying that from the get-go, before what he brought, uh, he himself wasn't uh, Royal God. doesn't sound like he was the Machadish over here. This but again, the Medjus is the he wasn't. Yeah. No, no. There is actually I saw some other midrashim on, on what the timeline was. It might have been fifty days later. It was not. It was not. Uh, it was not right away. So Clearly not right. Uh, yeah, they had time to work on themselves. They had time to understand. They also had a messiah. It's not like fifty generations. They had a messiah of mother nation. They were second generation. It wasn't. You know, obviously the the, the nachash over here, the Itzahar did quite a job, but it was. Um, it should not have been that difficult to figure out. Uh, which ends up and how to do it. Um, I'll, I'll end defending Kayin, is that the Yezahar was so strong, as Abraham is explaining. He had a conflict already of jealousy and stinginess, and he had all the, uh, the wonderful Midas was supposed to use in good form uh, for bad, and, um, and he struggled with it, apparently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I like ending up in a positive way of defense of Kayan, even though we started off, uh, you know, as one guy after the show yesterday said, uh, boy, uh, we really didn't give much room to Kayan. I said, yeah, Yaakov is trying, and we'll talk about it next week. So, uh, so there is a, there is a mahalach like that, but there are many rayas that, that he wasn't invented. Yes? Could we say that as a he went first? Like, yeah, 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 which, which wouldn't be a raya. He invented it. They're just, yeah. Maybe just older, that's correct. Which is what, you know, I, what I was assuming was the, was the Pashas, yeah. What, as, as looking at the, at the actual offering that Hebel broke, what, what exactly was he giving up? You know, you say, okay, well, is the... Well, you could say again, there are lots of sheep in the world. I don't know how many sheep there were, by the way, because uh, Hashem started off with, uh, well, actually, I don't know how many Hashem started off with. <laughs> But, you know, you think of Nayach, there are only two. Maybe Hashem uh, put on the earth from the get-go five million? Maybe five? I don't know. There's a sheet in Tesis that holds that if the Bosser died, you can eat it because the Chazal say that the Malachim were being Tzela Bosser for other missions. How would they tell the Bosser? It was Bosser. The answer is he was also to kill for Bosser. Now you will say, well, if the thing died, why would I want to eat it? The answer is, well, maybe it died of old age, which would be strange, because how old can they be already? Or uh, maybe it was a trefa, maybe another animal killed it, which, uh, which might be, uh, health-wise, might be, might be fine. Uh, you know, roadkill is not exactly something that's very appetizing, but they ate it. Um, I, I, it's it's Beferish in America, they ate it in the 1920s. I'll let you figure that one out. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, okay. Um, let's go back. Your copy... In front of you is from Abiyakov, say for Anavi, and he says something very fascinating here. Rabbi, should have a copy. If you don't have one, Ellie, did I get to you? You had it. We're finished. Okay. Somebody else. I thought I saw another hand. One copy on the table. For the listeners, we are in Anavi Shir. Um, it <laughs> came up last week. Something to do with the Navi, so we uh, had to tackle it. But uh, we're going back to the Navi now, and we're going back to Asalia, speaking of people who are conflicted. Uh, unfortunately with her, as I keep mentioning to you, I still haven't figured out whether she's Jewish. Uh, because I haven't figured out whether her mother is Jewish. And if she was, she certainly was uh, fighting a losing battle with Yetzirah. And she goes down in history as one of the top two Rishantas ever to walk the face of the earth, which is not an easy list to get onto. And um, she... Um, uh, wiped out in the last parak, uh, Malchus Beis David attempted to, and there was only one 
person who was saved, prior discussion last week. Take a look at Yeralaf Aleph in the Pusik in the Deba Masal in the first column. Salye Machazio. Rasa Kimes Banova Takam with the Abid is called Zerahamam Lacha. So Rabbi Yaakov here quotes the Rabag. And he's going to comment on it. Rabag has a fascinating insight. Uh, Parallel to the Gemara we went through last week and the week before. So the Gemara we learned inside was that there was a pending Xerah still hanging on Malchus Beis David because of his part of Grama in Noiv Irakainim. And we explained, to try to explain why there's any culpability, but in his Madrega there was. And first he was going to get killed, and he switched it, and the family's going to get killed, and Baruch Hashem, one person from Naivikarina was saved, one little baby, so one little baby was saved from Malaz Beis David. Rabak says, added to the issue over here, is that mixed in with Malchus Beis David was Beis Achav. Beis Achav is slated to be wiped out. And they will be. So, matter of fact, we're in the middle of... Um, now we already saw how, how he got up and, and wiped them out, and... Uh, and they, he did such a phenomenal job. He wiped them out. He wiped the Avodah out. And the problem is, Yehu thought he was doing a phenomenal job, but how about all the people who married into Malchus Beis David, who Asalia is from? The Pusik doesn't talk about that. And if he had a mandate to wipe everybody out, so why didn't he finish a job? The answer is, let me finish a job. This is Malchus Beis David. He's to finish a job. So Rabak says, well, the job is being sort of almost finished by Akash Baruch Hu, by getting rid of um, many parts of Malchus Beis David, by Asalia herself, and she's going to be killed afterwards. Whoever Yeo didn't finish off, Asalia will try to finish off. The remaining Surviving member had to be whisked away, Shalot to only because Malchus Beis David had to survive. Atkan is the Rabag. So Rabag here is giving us a new angle over here that part of the Xer was not only what the Gemara says that there was a pending destruction of Malchus Beis David because of David's mistake, there's a problem that we had to uh, separate the Taruvis over here and there was a tumor within Malchus Beis David. Uh, the only uh, issue which the Rabag doesn't uh, really fill us in on is the fact that if anybody from Malchus Beis David survives, then the job is still not finished. That's uh, issue number one. Let's read Rabbi Yaakov's comment. What the Pasuk repeats the Gzeira that everybody will be, down to the last man from Beis Acha will be wiped out. Says, this does not necessarily mean all the people of Malchus Beis David who came through from Beis Achav to Asalia. Sounds like he's arguing about Bag, but I don't think he's arguing. Sounds like he's saying that, well, if you still have a kasha, so how did anybody survive? The answer is, Bag is saying in a manner of Ashkafa, we know that there was a tainting of Malchus Beis David because Beis Achav was mixed in. Does that mean that technically they're included in the Gzeira? The answer of Yaakov says is no, and I think he's saying the Rabbag didn't mean that. 
because if that were true, first of all, Yaakov explains why Yichas wise doesn't mean that. Once certain Malchus Beis David comes to a daughter, we just finished saying, goes the Yichas of Shvatim, of a family, goes after a father. So now they're part of Malchus Beis David and they're, 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 we're finished with the Achav. Ah, there's somebody, Yitzchah from here. Genetically, yes. But Malchus Beis David sort of purifies it. So that would answer my kasha, even according to our box, they weren't totally wiped out. The answer is our box is saying there was, a, there was a mum over here and therefore it did damage. It doesn't mean technically Malchus Beis David had to be wiped out for this reason. And that would also answer why the Rabbah seems to be arguing with the Gemara. The Gemara doesn't mention this reason. The answer is the real Gzair was from David Melech, but over here, to make matters worse, there was a, a disease within Malchus Beis David that was cut out for the most part because we didn't want any sheikhs to uh, Malchus Beis Achav. Yes? Oh, very good. So hold that thought. Well, we're going we're gonna to get to it in the next line. We're going to get to it in the next paragraph. Okay, so so far, Rabbi Yaakov, uh, sounds like he's talking about Bob. I don't think he is. I think he's just trying to explain to answer this uh, built-in kasha. Now he raises a new point. Uh, the Nevi'im are not history books. As we know, as a matter of fact, they have to fill in a lot of history to sometimes understand the plot. It's not written for history. Eno betaldus malche eres hashvatim and beikker. It's not really here to tell us the ishtashlus of the malche yisrael. We have a lot of it, only to understand the contrast. Need to play with malchus beis david, but the main thing is the malchus beis david. Ella lirshem has told us malchus beis david. Inkein yeshkan inyan nifla sheneda. This is Michael. This is your point. Top line. Shabasayich beis david nizarev v'nisher mizera acha. It comes out at the end of the day, at the end of the century, Rabag says they're almost wiped out because of this also. And Yaakov says, yeah, but that's not technically a problem because it really was Malchus Beis David now and it goes after the Zucharim. But Yaakov says, historically, there was still a mixture from Beis Achav, which, uh, per the Rabag's point, is pretty astounding that you can have from this Helega Malchus still a vestige of this horrible... Malchus was involved totally in Avodah Zarah and Chetia Machti Sarabim. Avsha Achav en lo chelib al ma'ba. Isa Reish Parak Chelik, somebody from Achelik is over there, but that's one prominent Mandamar. There, Rabbi Yaakov says to get out of this, Ula Yesh Kan perhaps, even though it's a Pella, there's a very deep Inyan, Shemeshia Tsar Lios Tsesa Shaloi. We know this, and he mentioned this in the footnote. Rabbi Yaakov speaks about this elsewhere in the Sefer, that we know all the Roots of Melech HaMashiach come from the strangest, most obscure places where you would never think of looking. In a cave with Leit and his daughters, and Yehuda and Tamar, and goes uh, to Shama Melech, and David and Basheva, all the um, unusual happenings that you have to explain over and over again. And the reason is because the Satan is looking to start up, and there's some minion like the Sarla Azazel, you gotta like uh, feed him something or hide and uh, make sure he doesn't interfere. Very deep in Yanim, but perhaps this is part of it. You also have to have some sliver of base Achav. Remember, Achav, we spoke about quite at length. He was uh, speaking of complicated people. Uh, he had probably more redeeming qualities than Masalia did. Uh, first of all, he was totally Jewish, but um, he struggled and he sort of almost did tshuva and he. And they didn't know what to do with him, and the night before the battle, he had schusim, and he, had, he gave to Teira, and, he had, and then they strolled about the camel's back, if you remember, was the execution of Novus, and then uh, Zegzeira on him. But 
that was a long din in Shemayim. So the fact that there's some sliver of the family in here, that's the way the Mashiach is born, it wouldn't be a Pella. And then Rabbi Yaakov says, and even that's not Mokhuch, he says, I'm not convinced that he was from Zereshalachov. Zereshalachov might have been mixed in the family, the Dalai Melech had a very large family. Ramam puts one limit, one qualification on the Melech and the Sheikh. We once had a separate shear on this, why this is Dafka to Shlomo Melech. Shuchai Liyaz Mitzitzay Shlomo Melech. And Pirish Mishnayis Sahedrin, where the Ramam says, Zereshayna Mechlal Yasayit Zeb. Ramam is listening to Yud Gimli Karim. The Ramam says, one big Yasayit is Biyas HaMashiach, belief in Biyas HaMashiach, and to wait for him. And the other one is to understand the Melech Mashiach is going to come from Malchus Beis David. Not stop from Malchus Beis David. That's the Dafka from Shlomo Melech. If you remember, it must have been a year or two ago, we had an Arichas why it has to be Dafka through Shlomo. The, the, one, the one-liner, just for Chazar purposes, is that uh, Shlomo Melech, in my opinion, represented the fact that when things look so bad for Malchus Beis David and for David himself, for the beginning of the year, he's able to turn it around. And the lowest point in the life of Dovah Melech was after the Maisa Vasheva. And the fact that he was able to do tshuva and climb out of it, Dafka, the son that came from Vasheva, is the one to show us the rejuvenation and the waxing and waning. And the Melech Mashiach Dafka should be from him. That was the that was the aside of the shmuz. And if you argue and you hold, I believe in the Mashiach. And I believe in the concept of Malz Beis David. I just don't think it's from David. I think he lost it when he did the Maisa Basheva. Which, by the way, there were some very Choshevah people. I would call them Choshevah. People held they were Choshevah, like, you know, Achitaifel, who held like that. There were people who joined rebellions, like with Achitaifel and Avshalom, who held like that. That was the whole svar behind the rebellion. David and Melch had no right to the throne anymore. Now, it would have still been a Malchus Beis David because it would have gone to Avshalom, but it wouldn't have gone through Shlomo. And later on, when they heard Avshalom was picked to be king at the age of 12, had another rebellion, and they joined that Daniel for the same exact reason. So this was a point of contention. The Ramam says, if you don't believe it's coming through David and through Shlomo, then you're not precarious. Because the concept of, of tshuva, the concept of Kosh Baruch Hu's and Hashem sees things differently in Shemayim than the way we think we decide who's a Russian and who's a Tzaddik, is a very big aside. And therefore, Chol Cholik, HaMashpach HaZayz, Kafer B'Shem HaShem Yisbarach B'Dir V'Naviyev, Harbeit said Psalm to Rabbi Yaakov Eds. Harbeit said Psalm to Shlomo Shein Zar Shalachem Uvabeg. Through Shlomo, through many of his descendants, Mechatesi Achav was mixed in. So, therefore, it's not Mochuch. If it is, he says, then it's along the lines of light and all the other strange things that were going on, Yudan Tamar. But he says it's not Mochuch. The Rabbach's point still stands is that most of the family was wiped out. Not only because of this Gemara, he adds, there was also a mum here, a disease, and it had to be. Uh, rooted out, and uh, as you see from here again, the Chesh Benes and Shemayim of what happens to who and when are very, very complicated, and often you have to have a very, very wide view of, of history. Speaking of complicated, yes? In a certain sense, we can kind of bring this right back to Kayan and, and Naam. Okay. That, that, to a certain, that even though predominantly, like, we look at Mashiach, so his makeup has to be like 99% this, but there's still, like, Dr. Rupert knows that there still has to be Every midah comes out. You know, part of the Melech Mashiach, Malchus Beis Davu, was built by Rus. Rus is coming from a nation that we totally reject, and their midahs and mushchasos, and we don't know part of it. But everything, this in Kabbalah, this is a very important concept. That every, even the epitome of uh, 
what we would think is Ra has so many tzitzis, the Kedusha. So there's so many tzitzis that are coming, and yes, so even, uh, even as I was expressing my surprise at the suggestion by Kayan, uh, there was no Shiloh. Kayan certainly has, uh, everything has these tzitzis in it, and um, you got to bring them in. So the fact that they're in, but that's not a steer to the Rabag. You still might have to excise 99% of it, and whatever's left is Hashem's design. Our job is to get rid of the tumor. This is reflected in the world also, where they're using like the, the little bit of, let's say, of diseases that now are. are, are yeah, you're using that as an injection. To, to cure other things. Right, right, right. There's still, it's only because of the power of that original. Yeah, thing. I'll remind you, I'll remind you, there's a very famous uh, Misa where a guy brought, uh, bought some farmer in, I don't know, Indiana, wherever it was. And it was so annoying. He was uh, set everything up, and it had a nice stream to irrigate the field. And in the middle of that stream, there was some black gook coming up that it was so annoying. It was contaminating the whole stream, and it was uh, getting in the way of everything. And, uh, and he was trying to find an etza, how to get rid of it. Everybody, it was oil. <laughs> a lot of it. Uh, that, that, that farm became a town. And... Uh, <laughs> That's, that's typical, you know, we think this is not valuable. Not, there's some value to everything in the Bria. Sometimes it takes us a while to figure it out. On that positive note, after Sadiq asked if we need the Nevi'im today, we're going to go to the Peleyates. As soon as you put it out, Sadiq, I knew we'd never get there. But uh, <laughs> it was a chance. It was the next Marmokum. Okay, speaking of which, I didn't make, you're going to say I rigged this because I'm jumping to the next uh, Marmokum here. Uh, on page Kuv Vav in your second Sefer, the second half of the Sefer, the title of the bottom of the page is Sanigaria. Sanigaria is defending, always looking for the good in things. I didn't make that up. It happens to be, turned out to be the theme of today's shir. So um, I didn't want to split it up. He's in the middle of discussing Drabonans uh, and Erevin, so I'm going to continue that next Shabbos because I didn't want to put that on video. There was a, there's, a, there's a design and a reason for this. So uh, remind me next Shabbos to go back to it. Uh, I just saw it's always a very heated topic, and you saw the last two minutes of yesterday's shear, and I always get complaints from the Elam. Just last week, somebody came over to me, and he started asking me about a shear. must have been 15 years ago, and he said, I said on the tape, it was a tape then, remember tapes? I said on the tape that I don't want to say it's Barabim, and then the tape went dead. He wanted to know what I said. I said, it's 15 years ago, can you give me the subject matter? What were we, Chumash, Novi, Allah, what were we discussing? He didn't remember. He just wanted to know what I said. So uh, I apologize. You just have to uh, move here. And um, we're going to start with Sanegaria, which is uh, an incredibly important midah, part of being optimistic, looking for the good in things, the good in people, the good in the Bria. And when you have black cook coming out of your stream, to find the good in that also. And um, I don't remember, at the end of that story, did the guy uh, make the foolish move of selling to somebody else because he has aggravated somebody else made $100 million or that was him? I don't remember what the end of the story was. It's probably all legend anyway. But uh, whatever it is, uh, he certainly was annoyed at the beginning. Baruch wants very much always be on Now, Kayan, by the way, just uh, keep, keep creeping up, uh, wasn't Jewish. I told that to somebody. I told somebody, Adam wasn't Jewish. He thought that it was the strangest thing he ever heard. Uh, Adam was very great. Kayan had potential for greatness, and uh, whatever Nitzaytzis were there. Um, Avinu was the first Yid, just Pashat uh, Lachlach is coming up. Uh, to be Jewish, you have to be the, uh, either the father of the Amenifcher or part of the Amenifcher. And even until Kabbalah Satayra, Pashat Racham has many, many pages, whether Yitzchak Avinu, Yaakov Avinu, the Shiftei Ka, whether they had a full status of a Yid or not. 
did they have to opt in? Did they keep their mitzvahs voluntarily? Or not that everybody holds it wasn't a chiyuv. Mamish, I what status they had with many, many nafkaminas. Parshas Drachim goes on the machlekes Yosef and the other shvatim with nafkaminas on. They shechted it and it was dead and it wasn't dead and it was a dead alpi alacha, dead alpi kaiyish alacha. So there's a lot to be said for that. Um, there is probably he's not saying this yet, but probably an Indian to have a rosy, optimistic look at everything that goes on in the world. It's a school of a long life, and you get into less machlekes that way. Uh, so I would say that even by Yid and Akum, what difference does it make? There's a special Indian on the bottom of a Baruch Hu that no father wants to hear bad news, not that uh, attributing the uh, frailties of uh, parents and their biases to a Baruch Hu, it means that Kodesh Baruch Hu built into the Bria that the more we're Malam Yitzchus, the more in Shemayim the Malam Yitzchus. That's an act of tremendous, tremendous chesed that Hashem built in, even though we don't deserve it necessarily. That's what chesed Rachamim is. And that he will spell out, the tremendous union of when you're Malam Yitzchus, you help yourself, you help them, which is the danger of Lashon Hara. When you say something bad about somebody, not only is it an Avera per se, without any Yonam al but once you get into the Nister, you see in this farm, which the Chavasayim brings down, and others, that uh, you open up Chasasham, uh, your books and his books, and it's a Kitrug in Shemayim. And it just gives more Kayach to the Malachim and Kachagim, and that's not good for anybody. So that's the way Akash Baruch Hu built it into the Bria, the metaphysical Bria, and that's why this is such an important concept. Lashon yourself, the Chavos Chaim had a Shaila. There's a famous legendary story about that also. I don't know if that happened, but the Namaisa when the Chavos Chaim was coming on the train back to Rodden, he was always dressed as a plainclothesman, excuse the expression, with his uh, peasant's cap. And, uh, and uh, the fellow sitting next to him heard he was going to Rodden. He said, Ooh, did you ever meet the Chavos Chaim? It's a Tzadik Adar, the Gain Adar. And he kept, you know, kept going like this until the guy slapped him. Um, which, when he got off the train and there was a group there waiting for the Chavos Chaim, realized that was a big mistake. Um, so he came to ask forgiveness. The Chavaz Chaim says, no, actually, I'd like to thank you because I always had a chakira. I said, also talk Lashonara. So he, so he said, Rebbe, what's the answer? He says, I'm still not sure, but it's not a good idea. <laughs> so, um, so Lamaisa, it's along these lines, it's a very good point. Even if technically there isn't an Isra of Lashonara, to stam be malamed kitrug, to bring this up, is not a good idea. So, uh, but that, that wasn't the original chakira, but that happens to be true. Again, you do a shagash baruch chafesh yomadus and a gera yisol aklal valaprat veliyahu anavi zachol atayv. This is the Rashi from last week's parsha. Nenash b'shvil shadiber kategoria. Eliyahu anavi was a thousand percent right on the issue. They were doing avodah zara and they made for bris and they're doing everything wrong and giving him rough time and trying to kill him. And it was all true, but that's not what a baruch wanted to hear because he has all that information already. And Eliyahu anavi, as great as he was, probably the second greatest navi ever to live at that point, didn't understand it. The Navi speaks plenty of Kitrug when he's standing on a soapbox, the proverbial soapbox, and giving Musa to Klai Yisrael. That's fine. That's his job. When he turns to Kosh Baruch and talks to Kosh Baruch, Kosh Baruch knows all that information already. Kosh Baruch only wants to hear the Lim Tzchus, and that we learned that out from Eliyahu Navi. Uh, the reason I mentioned Rashi in last week's parasha is Rashi says the raven is saved up to bring food, be the messenger to bring food to Eliyahu Navi during the famine. The famine was decreed by Elio Anavi, and he was right there also. He heard such chutzpah and such happy courses from Chil. When he was sitting there by the shiva, he, uh, Chil said, he didn't want to go because of that reason. He knew, he knew he'd start up, and he said, yeah, 
Achav was there, and Achil was there, and, and Achil was uh, sitting Shiva for his Averas, and, uh, and Achav said, I don't know, I'm doing Avodah every day. We have so much rain, I can't even get to the base of Avodah It's so muddy. The height of chutzpah. And, uh, and it says in the Pasuk that uh, it's not going to rain. So Leo said, okay, you want to you try out the Pasuk? Okay, so from here on in, the Pasuk's going to come into play, and no more Midas Arachamim. He was 100% right. Lamaisa, there was a remez over there that as this Midas Adin called upon by Leo was operating, you're going to be fed by ravens. The ravens don't have any Rachmanus on their children either. And therefore, it was a remez, I want you to call it off. Until um, Leo didn't call it off right away, but eventually he was almost, come out, basically told to call it off. And that's the same Mid over here. He's working because he feels Klai Yisrael needs to hear it. But uh, in the eyes of Chazal over here, he didn't get punished for this, by the way. It's fascinating. He never got punished. He was just relieved of his duties after a while. After a while, I mean like you know, a few hundred years if he was Pinchas. Uh, so he was retired because at this point, Klai Yisrael needed somebody who's going to verbally uh, come to God Baruch and be Malam Mitzvus. Let's just finish the sentence. Dibe Kategori of Arma Kano Kanesi Lashem Tzavakas Top Lime Ki Ozvu Brischa Bnei Yisrael that was also 100% correct. But he said it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Again, the odds were on Moshe Rabbeinu's side. Why should they believe him? Who's he? And he said it out of Anivus. But he was talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and on the spot he got Saras. And Gidon, who was nobody compared to Moshe Rabbeinu Yeshayin Eliyahu Anavi, he wasn't a Tamil Chacham of note, but he had this kanoz to be Malamit Schus, and he got the job there because of that. Gidjin Zacha al Shalimid Sanigaria Yisrael, Bishfil Zer Zachal, Shias Yisrael de Siv, Lech Bekecha Chazev al Shatas Yisrael. Tam Hu, Kikola Shiadabe Ish, Isa Roshim, Maura Pamalia Shamala, makes a Roshim in Shamayim, in Madabe Kategoria, Maura Makachagim, he gives Chizuk to the Malachim who can be Makachri Chasasholim. The Medaber Sanigaria, if he speaks in defensive ways, Ma'ur Sanigaria, Dvarv Oisim Paris, and that helps out Klai Yisrael. There's a lot more to say. We'll take the two questions right now, but they have to start davening right away because that was Montevila. So, um, where? By Elio. It was relieved of his duties. He wasn't actually physically punished. That's an initial sure. He doesn't have the schus to still give it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that wasn't. Be- would have been better if he kept the job. That's a Uri? Yeah. How do you reconcile this with when the Nasrol did the Eagle, Hakodesh Barba said to my Jacob's Yeah, so Hakosh Barba had to let him know, go down, you no longer you no longer belong here because there's too much doing that. Yeah, so we say Hashem doesn't want to hear. Yes, it could be Hakosh Barba who is above the rules, but it was I think it was more practical. Moshe Rabbeinu, go down. You, you have to go down oh. and get things under control. It was a direct order to leave. So you had, you had to tell him why it was. Yeah, you had to tell him to uh, to go down and get get law and order in.